So Karen, um, did you get those TPS reports finished up yet? See, we're putting new cover memos in all of the TPS reports before we send them in. So if you could just try to remember that. All right. Wow. It's a great segue into what we're talking about today. Oh, yeah. Bad bosses. <laughs> well, not bad bosses, but signs your boss doesn't appreciate you. Which is a sign of a bad boss. If his name is Bill Lumberg. <laughs> Lumberg. <laughs> Well, if you've ever had uh, a feeling of not being so appreciated in the workplace by your boss, this show is for you. We're going to talk about some strategies, how to identify them, and hopefully at the end of the day, how to feel better about your path forward. Hi, everyone. I'm Bill Lumberg. Oh, no. Yeah. Ooh, I'm Javier. And I'm Karen. And together we are the, the Gov Geeks. Geeks. Thank you so much for joining us today. We get together every Thursday at 6 o'clock to talk a little bit about getting in and getting ahead in government. This is Gov Geeks Assemble. Level up your 9 to 5 on 95. So, Karen, what are we talking about this week? How do we identify if your boss doesn't appreciate you. So trying yeah. to identify the signs. The signs around you. You know, I think that's an important topic because a lot of times we're so focused on ourselves and our own work, perhaps even getting on our own minds that perhaps we may not realize that the boss doesn't really appreciate us. Or we realize it a little bit too much that it seems <laughs> yeah. like they don't, when in reality they do, they're just caught up in their own work and day-to-day -day and sure. maybe don't show it as much. Well, yeah, there's a lot of challenges in being a supervisor overall, especially if you're middle management. You have to be able to meet the needs of those above you on the side as well as be a good leader for those that you're working directly with uh, in your teams as well. So this isn't to say that all bosses, all bosses are, are bad people or anything like that, um, but just really, you know, how to find out if a person is showing appreciation and if you feel valued as well. And then also supervisors, they're employees as well. So this is also about you. If you're a manager and you want to find out if your supervisor appreciates you, these questions might be for you. Okay. So Karen, what's the first one? So the first one is how do you, or how do your interactions make you feel so your interactions with your boss right do you feel anxious self-doubting overwhelmed do you have anxiety every time you're going to be meeting with your boss right do you always feel like this terrible thing in your gut like oh i, I feel like i messed up again uh, or i did all of this work and i don't really feel that that's something that really resonates with them um yeah, and, and that's really kind of a bigger question to ask. So, Karen, we've all had some bosses that can be a little bit challenging uh, throughout all of our I career. Never. Never. No, exactly. Except uh, the person that we know about, that other person knows about. There's always somebody. <laughs> There's always somebody. I think that's the bigger point. Um, but more to this point about, you know, how you feel. Like, what are some experiences that you've had when you just feel so bad about an interaction with the boss. Yeah, and I, I think it's important to separate how you feel if there's a pattern, like regardless of who you're interacting with. A pattern, right. 
or if you just happen to notice that it happens every time you're going to meet with a specific person. It could be your boss. It could be somebody you work with, however. Um, but I've noticed some things, which uh, hasn't happened in a while, but um, with these new uh, Apple Watches, you know, it has the heart rate monitor. Yeah, yeah, very good point. I was noticing that whenever I was around this specific person, that my heart monitor would continually go up. Yep. So, and not necessarily a bad thing. It's just you notice that you get more amped up when you're around the person because maybe their energy is just that much more. Mm -hmm. So that was one thing that definitely helped me easily notice was that, you know, I would get the haptic right onto my wrist. And I was like, what's going on? And that's how I would notice that, oh, I'm noticing a pattern here. Mm -hmm. So um, that was one way. Yeah. I, I mean, if you're feeling kind of stress, overwhelmed, if the haptic notifications in your watch are telling you a little bit because um, I think a lot of times we're, we get so caught up in the moment and we think about the activities and the items and everything that we really don't stop to recognize the reaction that's happening, how we're feeling as a result of that conversation or the interaction again with the supervisor um, and really just like take a moment to kind of sit back and think how often is this happening to me? Like if you get home and yeah, I mean, you're, it's a long day. You could be tired from all sorts of things, but what are the things that you're perhaps ruminating about? Uh, who is it that is at the center of all of this stuff? How, how is it that that is making you feel? If it's positive, happy, exhilarated, you know, you want to do good things, you're excited, you're happy, you're thinking about other projects and ideas. Those are all positive things. But if you're turning it inwards, like, oh gosh, you know, I messed up here. This is a terrible thing. This person is going to think that this person is going to think this. Those are some other signs that perhaps uh, the appreciation for you really isn't there. Yeah. Um, what do you do with that information? Once you realize perhaps that uh, you're recognizing that you're not feeling appreciated. I think you have to have those conversations because again, it could be your interpretation of interactions and your inner monologue telling you that, oh, maybe they don't value me or, you know, appreciate me, but that probably isn't the case more likely. It's just having that discussion of, you know, how can I be of service to you better? Am I meeting your expectations? And this is, of course, great discussions to have during your regular performance reviews mm -hmm. or, you know, if you have touch points with your supervisor, just to make sure that you are meeting expectations. And again, communication is always the key. Absolutely. And it could be a bit challenging, perhaps even nerve wracking. Sometimes uh, some supervisors don't like a lot of conversation or having that type of interaction, but you're right. You're, you're totally right. Those conversations are really important. And I think one of the most powerful questions that you can ask is something to the degree of, um, I noticed that this happened, or I'm getting the sense that, or I have a feeling that, uh, you know, this or that, is this something that you're feeling as well? Or uh, I have a feeling that perhaps this isn't really hitting the mark for you. It's not really resonating well enough with me. I want to make sure that I'm doing a good job. Can you please tell me the standards by which you would like to have this product done? Or what are your expectations? Or what is a good way to measure uh, that we're, we're doing well. I, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm helping make uh, the, this product uh, what it needs to be. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, having those conversations, I think, are a really important thing. Okay, so uh, what's the second one? The second one is, do they recognize boundaries? Right. So do they take credit for other people's work? Mm -hmm. Do they interrupt activities? What's that? <laughs> um, or do they contact you on the weekends or right. off regular business hours? Yeah, I'm, in, I'm on a regular time, basis. On a regular basis. Um, I had an issue with that earlier on in, in my career. I remember uh, it would always happen. You know, if I would leave for the day, if I'd be out on sick leave, uh, if it was on vacation, they would always just reach out anyways. Uh, and I think it got to uh, a really interesting point once where I was visiting you in the hospital. Uh, yeah, and they just, they wouldn't stop with the texting and the messaging. And I had to like take my laptop with me to kind of fill out some extra paperwork or materials and all that, you know, how is that supposed to feel? I mean, it's it's interesting because you, you think about organizations that are able to really value the people. You you give them the time that they need to rest and recuperate. Otherwise, you burn them out, which in this instance, I think they didn't really mind so much burning people out mm -hmm. just because there was a long line of people that wanted to have that position, kind of like the devil wears Prada. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, how do you manage your, your boundaries with supervisors? That's a that's a good question. I think I do struggle with that a little bit because I tend to work outside of, you know, my regular hours just because stuff that needs to get done. And sometimes I have some downtime that I can do it. Um, I think I have better boundaries, I would hope, with my um, direct teammates where, OK, I'm, it may be 11 o'clock and I'm emailing you, but this is not need action right now. It's just I wanted to kind of make sure that I got it you know, out of my head and in an email mm -hmm. while I was thinking of it. Um, but it sounds like you had the conversation with them that just because they get an email at 11 o'clock doesn't mean that, you know, they need to reply right, on the weekend, right? Unless right. there is an urgent matter that yes, you do need to take action. But most of the time, it's just trying to catch up. Right. So, so I think there's that. And I know, like, with my supervisors, I think I, I've been very lucky. So um, can't complain too much, but it's just work needs to get done. And we know that. But at the same time, I think one of the best things one of my supervisors told me was they can quickly, you know, replace you, replace your position mm -hmm. um, if you're, you're no longer there. However, your family cannot easily replace you. Your, your supervisor wasn't telling you that, you know, they could replace <laughs> no, you no, easily. No. <laughs> no, and I didn't take it that way at all. It was just, you know, keep that in perspective. Like if you if you're gone, they'll replace you in a second. Yep. But if you're gone, your family cannot. So again, just keeping things in perspective, which I, I thought was great and that has stuck with me. Absolutely. I, I think that makes a lot of sense as well. Yeah. Other strategies, um, you, you could have like your weekly check-ins or whatever timelines that you're meeting with them. Uh, you could also have uh, reports and materials that you provide to them on an ongoing basis, like status updates. But uh, make sure that they're they're brief to the point, perhaps bulleted. Um, include some information on updates for like uh, annual leave, sick leave, things like that. You know, heads up, this week this is going to happen anticipate that you're going to get asked for this at this time or hey we're still waiting for a response on these items you know some sort of a, a way to kind of help 
manage uh, the, the assignments and the activities mm -hmm. that's going on. And understand on. how and when they like to receive information. Of course, yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing. How is it that they would like to, it's again, going back to um, the, not the golden rule, uh, but the platinum rule where don't treat others how you want to be treated, but treat them how they want to be treated. Right. I may want a spreadsheet with every single piece of information in the universe, but maybe some other person wants a nice quick snippet and a picture that shows that information. Right. Exactly. And then follow up with whatever conversations and you have a little bit more time. Mm -hmm. But I, I think um, having these conversations will help determine whether or not your supervisor does appreciate you or not. Because if you're having these, you're trying to establish boundaries, you're providing materials, contents and everything, and you're still not getting anything back, then maybe that's more of a sign that they aren't really appreciating you. Um, or you can even ask, you know, quite pointedly, um, this is how I like to function or I appreciate feedback, uh, compliments or corrections that are needed are very much appreciated. So please just let me know because they're, they're not a mind reader either. Mm -hmm. But um, again, even if you go through that and it's still not working, maybe that's more of a sign that they're not appreciating you. Yeah. Mm. Okay, what's the third one? So the third one is, do they limit your resources? Ah, uh, yeah. So this could be um, if you have budgets in order to operate, like contractor support, things like that. Uh, do they limit your training activities that you have uh, responsibilities for or that you need as your own professional development? Do they add more and more to your workload and they give you less time uh, to do I, all yeah, of the assignments? I, I would say taking away resources, which again, we're in the federal government. We deal with budget cuts constantly and having to, you know, reduce staffing and all sorts of stuff. So, I mean, it, unfortunately it's a part of the job often as a manager where you do look at funding and you're like, Oh, we can't pay for this. We can't pay for this training. But then instead of just cutting the training and not really talking to your team, you say, look, I'm sorry that, you know, I, I know that we had planned on this, training but this year we need to fund x y and z so our funding strategy is going to have to unfortunately um cut training so i mean having those conversations so at least that's you know you're aware of it then the team can be like okay well we understand you know again the transparency so that okay they're not just taking it to be mean mm -hmm. you know it's it happens but so. I, I think the bigger point that you're mentioning is having the conversation you know, I know we agreed this, but because of this situation, we need to do that. That That's at least something. But if things are removed without even care, concern, consideration, Slowly conversation. You're, you're moved down into the basement. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you like, like in the, the movie Office Space, when you realize later on, you're down there and the boss like walks Haven't in. Haven't received like, a paycheck in a while. <laughs> yeah. It'll be really good if you get some, you know, a couple of cans of pesticide and really try to remove the rat problem that we have down here. And, <laughs> you know, that isn't my job. Um, but yeah, having those conversations, I think, are, are really crucial to all of that. Uh, and also just be mindful about like, well, what are the resources that you have access to? And to what degree are some of these things being removed or not removed? And perhaps uh, it may be a decision that your supervisor had made and didn't properly communicate or work with you. But 
if it was really important to you, maybe it's something that you should mention as well. Right, or maybe they didn't know it was so important to you. Maybe they see the training dollars sitting there, nobody's using them. So it's like, well, maybe you don't need it. Exactly. So, but without those conversations, then misunderstandings happen and resentment happens. Mm -hmm. And then you start to have this sort of mindset that, oh, the boss hates me, doesn't value my team, doesn't value me when, you know, yeah. again, that's just not the case. And that can start a downward spiral as well. So if the individual employee feels, you know, just really slighted about the decisions and everything that are made, but they don't bring them up to the supervisor, and the supervisor isn't having the conversations to really say, you know, this is what's going on, this is why, et cetera, or I noticed that and here's why, et cetera. Um, then yeah, then the supervisor is gonna think, well, I don't know, their productivity just dropped and I don't know what happened to their performance. They were like really doing great uh, and now they're one of the lowest performers in the team. Right, which that's one of those signs, right? That's to look out for when one of your most, um, one of your employees who participates the most mm -hmm. suddenly is not participating. That's definitely a, a key sign that there's something wrong. Exactly. When they stop raising their hand, getting involved, having feedback. Yeah, that, that's that's definitely a, a bad thing to have. That's kind of a, a barometer uh, to really the evaluate. Canary, yeah. yeah, the canary well, in the mind. I also think that it's it's important to realize that you know, you may have these staffing situations and you may get budget cuts and everything like that. But, um, you know, while, while this could be happening, you just want to make sure you are having that communication. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, because, I mean, there's plenty of teams that are out there where uh, they don't have any resources for training. They have a lot of workload requirements. There's a, a lot of busyness that continues to happen. So their, their time really kind of gets right. crunched. And yet they're really happy. Right. They're, they're engaged. They're they're motivated. They're having conversations with their supervisor because there's a really a large feeling. And then again, this could also not just be like a supervisor to direct reports, but this could be you know executive leadership to middle management or where we are in the federal government. You could be like an undersecretary and then working directly with uh, a senior executive service uh, official, you know, as as the supervisor going back and forth there how do they go about making you feel appreciated is one of the bigger things. Yeah. And one other important thing is you got to be careful too, because let's say they are taking away training and staffing resources, but you and your team are excelling and still getting the work done and not only getting it done, but, you know, completely knocking it out of the park. Your boss may not even realize that by cutting resources, you are like, you know, doing your best to get through it. And yeah, you're you're getting an end result, but at the same time, your team is struggling. So I think again, that communication to, well, we are getting this done, but this is what we're you know dealing with as a team. You know, morale right. is going down. Exactly. Or can this be sustainable? Right. Can it be sustainable? And, you know, can we be realistic about the expectations? Okay, if I don't have the resources I need, this is what we can provide realistically, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe there's nice to haves and then there's what do we really need to get done? Well, I, and one of the things that I've always appreciated about your leadership style, Karen, is you have a very engaged perspective. 
So you work directly with people, you have phone calls and conversations, you know about people's birthdays, anniversaries, significant moments in their lives, things like that. What are some of the things that you do uh, that are like perhaps really small in your perspective, but meaningful for others? How do you really help people feel appreciated? I don't know. I would hope that they feel appreciated. I mean, I guess that's one of my worries is that, you know, maybe they don't feel appreciated because I get kind of stuck in getting the job done and everything. I, I mean, I do my best to try to do those little things, but I don't know, maybe it's bringing Krispy Kreme donuts in every now and then. I, I don't know what the, the simple thing or the small thing would be. Sure. You know, um, I, I try to learn as much as I can from uh, mentors and others that are uh, have a chance to work with uh, at different levels. So it's not like there's like, you know, one person at the top that I, that's the only person that I learned good lessons learned from. But one of the great things that I had heard a while ago was this idea that um, you always should make time for people. Uh, and there was this one supervisor who was basically like a supervisor's supervisor. Um, and I was just always amazed with how generous he was with his time. Uh, and it wasn't like, you know, anyone could like stroll into the person's office. He made time on the calendar. And if there was an important issue, it was scheduled, time was made available. Uh, he scheduled time in his calendar to make sure that he used that to walk around, say hi to people, hear about different things. Um, that's, that's incredible. Yeah. Like I can't even. And I, I think a couple of other supervisors that I had had that, that did the same thing, they planned their day where they intentionally get in super early when no one else is around, they push hard to make sure that they get all of their stuff done. And that allows them the time and flexibility to then do all of that stuff later on as well. So it's no wonder why they're working over 40 hours a week, but right. the happiest people are just, just come from that. Yeah. That's one of the things that I've seen personally. Yeah. And I know I do struggle with that. Just I, I put time on the calendar too, but then uh, oftentimes that time gets taken up and, you know, balances out as far as like, well, I got to go to that meeting. I can't go do, you know, my, my walking around like I used to. It's right. just definitely getting harder and harder to do that. Um, but I think hopefully it's at least the, the reach outs, um, you know, just to, to check in on people. Um, I did hear like, there are some people who do um, not not necessarily not necessarily performance check ins, but actually just checking in on somebody like hey, wellness check in. Yeah, wellness check in, which mm -hmm. I thought that was really neat. Um, again, I think my thing is maybe time management and trying to make sure that I have the time to be able to do that because I find that I'm just running, you know, from the time I get in at like seven thirty until by the time I get home, I'm I'm running and I realize I haven't used the restroom and it's just, it's too much. Yeah, that is a lot. And so all of this, it's also about self-care. So it's not just how others are treating you, but how are you treating yourself? Mm -hmm. Are you honestly appreciating yourself? Mm -hmm. Do you thank and appreciate what you are doing? Do you recognize your challenges that you're going through and what you're doing to make things work? And how can you show self-care, self-appreciation? Uh, another thing also is, when was the last time that you said that you appreciated your supervisor or your boss? Mm -hmm. I've recognized that you did this. I appreciate you doing That's that. That's true. Thank you for doing these things. Um, hey, I, I know you had a lot of stuff going on. Thank you for the, taking the time to chat with me. Um, and you can also be very um, 
managing their, their time, very cautious with how you manage their time. So uh, what's the bottom line up front? Uh, the issues, the concerns, uh, if there's enough time to kind of connect and see how things are going otherwise. Uh, and then just, you know, making other comments like, uh, I recognize that you're doing a lot of stuff. I see that you haven't taken off some time in a while. I hope that you are able to find some time to spend some time with your family or do things that are important to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good tip. Show your appreciation. Yeah. Aside from that, what is it? Uh, Nas National Bosses Day. <laughs> is there a National Bosses Day? Yeah. There you go. Okay. Well, let's see if we can celebrate that one. <laughs> So Karen, today we've been talking about how to identify or recognize uh, whether or not a supervisor really appreciates you. What are the three things that we uh, we talked about? So the first one is to pay attention to how you feel when you interact with your boss. Um, the second is to, to recognize if they maintain boundaries mm -hmm. when they're working with you um, and do they recognize those mm -hmm. boundaries. Uh, do they limit your resources without that communication piece? Right. Um, that would be that would be a sign. But I think it's it's just important to note that everybody has a bad day. That I think being in management is very difficult. Uh, so give your boss the benefit of the doubt. Again, they're not mind readers. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just important. And I'm glad we had this conversation. I think it came up in one of our other. Um, presentations and so it we did. wanted to expand upon it yeah. i think we have definitely talked a lot about it but but you know these are the things that are really important with career management because it's not just how do i make the best resume how do i network and try to get stuff from people no it's it's like how do you manage yourself as an individual how do you work well with others how do you find some satisfaction and joy in the work that you have absolutely mm -hmm. So uh, those are our tips for today, but we have some questions from the Gov Geekdom. Uh, if you have any questions that you want to have us answer, uh, please go ahead and come out to thegovgeeks.com. There's information and materials where you can kind of like fill in a question, hit submit, and we have a chance to review and provide it here on the show. Also, ask any questions on any areas that we have on social media as well. So Karen, what's the first question? So the first one is, can you share tips for online interviews? Can oh, I, absolutely. Can I just say, you know, insert link to video here? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Since we have a whole. We, video we did on a it. great video on that one. Yeah, that was part of our nine part series on interviewing that we had on LinkedIn. So, yeah, we'll absolutely share that, that video link as well. I would think, though, that one of the most important things is uh, to make sure that you have all of the materials set up ahead of time. So you are logged in, you have the right uh, website, all of that stuff is worked out. The camera is raised at the right level, so you're looking. No you forehead know, of security. No forehead <laughs> of security, exactly. Um, make sure also that you have a good microphone so folks can hear you. Uh, and then apart from all of that stuff, just make sure that you're in a comfortable environment. You know, if, if you're at home or you're uh, calling in for the interview from a place that you're familiar with, that's fantastic. Use that to your advantage. Feel without without distractions like dogs barking and yeah. things like that. Yeah. I, and I, I would say just make sure you practice with the technology. That's a very good point. Also, uh, look directly at the camera lens. 
Because <laughs> I think sometimes when um, you look at the camera lens, you feel a little bit more connected with the individual. When you look at the screen, you're looking down at something and you're not really looking at their eyes. So that is one big thing that I would say. Eyes up that, here. Yeah, exactly. Eyes up there. <laughs> What's the second question? Second one is... You're silly. <laughs> How long does it take to get a job? Yeah, yeah. I want it government. now. I want the job now. I just hit submit. When's my start date? <laughs> um, federal government can take a little bit longer, uh, anywhere between you know three months, six months, nine months, uh, depending on if there's a security clearance review that needs to go through. Even if you have a security clearance, it can be an issue where like the host agency uh, is trying to get the information from the other agency and they're just going back and forth and the security officers are involved. Uh, HR departments are trying to share materials and all that. That could take a little bit of time. So the answer is it depends. Mm -hmm. It definitely <laughs> does. Yeah. But um, when you're managing your career, when you're having good conversations with people, managing communications, uh, it's a little easier to kind of work your way to that point. <laughs> well, anyhow, uh, we appreciate the questions. Thank you so much for asking all of those. Uh, again, please come out to the website, thegovgeeks.com. Uh, we have master classes that we're providing. We did two of them uh, within the last month or so that were fantastic. Mm -hmm. If you have topic areas that you would like us to kind of do a deeper dive on, we're happy to do that. Uh, it's kind of a, a fun thing for us to do as well. Um, so Karen, the overall topic that we've been talking about today is appreciation. What's your closing thought? Know your value. And you have control over how others see you and how others can impact you. So take that moment to reflect and be aware, but know your value. Know your value. Thank you all so much for joining us. We see, we look forward to seeing you next week. Take care. Thank you.